Hello everyone, welcome to Podcasting is Praxis. We are a podcasting co-op, and we usually deal with UK politics, but tonight, a very special episode. <laughs> On a very special I've, I've episode. been told to tell you by the censorship board that it is about meritocracy. <laughs> However, if you're an astute listener, you'll be able to make out there is a second hidden theme. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> there is a prism through which we explore that theme of meritocracy. Yes, that's that, a good way of putting that, it. That prism is neoliberalism. <laughs> you wish. Well, I, 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 I'd say that the secret subject uh, of our topic today isn't really a neoliberal, though. No, but they are a product of it. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's true. Right, let's do introductions. My name well, is Welcome ben. to the Toby Young episode. <laughs> <laughs> Gave the game away already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why must you always ruin everything, Jamie? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We had, wait, habit. we had to wait an hour for you to, so we could start. <laughs> Right. Okay. Just, let's just, just get on with these introductions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Please, please. All right. My name is Ben. I am joined today by David. Hello. Jamie. Right. Rob. Hello. And Alistair. I'm back, baby. You've all missed me. I know it. Not emerging from a WoW cocoon this time. Actually, yes. I have been playing a lot of World of Warcraft, but um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. So... As Jamie has ruined the episode, <laughs> let's just begin <laughs> with the life of Toby Young. The life and times of a troubled and troubling man. Do you know what? It really is like he's just uh, part of some psych- like uh, genetic experiment, which I'm sure would please him very much, with, uh, along the, um, alongside people like Michael Chiklis. And uh, Jason Statham. He could almost literally be uh, Sajid Javid's brother from another mother. Oh, he wouldn't be pleased about that. He's got the wrong... Sh- his head, uh, Sajid Javid's head has the wrong shape, obviously. <laughs> Let me get my calipers. <laughs> You'll need them for the rest of the episode. But we will get on to genetic engineering, don't you worry. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah, so, under this government. <laughs> also in the episode. <laughs> so, were you kicking off with the life, the life and times of eugenicist Moby? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just Jamie frantically googling every bald person he can imagine. <laughs> I need more bald people. Get them all here immediately. Right, Doctor Tobotnik, go. <laughs> so, for those of you who are unaware, um, Toby Young's dad was actually a pretty impressive guy. Um, He was a labor lord, and he was responsible for drafting labor's 1945 manifesto. And 
he coined the term meritocracy. And on that on that day, many neoliberal ships set sail. The thing is, though, the book is a, is ridiculing the term. Like the whole <laughs> point of the book is how meritocracy is a sham, and the fact that <clears throat> kids in the UK do the you know, eleven plus exam or whatever it's called is bullshit and doesn't work. Well, uh, I mean, meritocracy is like a. Uh, a tool, uh, you know, like an alleged tool to, you know, put the most, um, the best people in the best places was something that sort of bore out, uh, if you pardon the pun, after the Boer War, or as a result of the uh, Boer War and um, uh, the Crimean War as well. Because, you know, uh, we had a load of, load of um, you know, well, <laughs> I, I'll say this now, um, they had a load of generals and stuff and people in and officers who were just, you know, the sons of, well, fail sons, really. And they thought, hmm, maybe we should actually try and get people who have a, who actually have proven experience on the battlefield. And, um, yeah, we kind of went from there and decided to just bin it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Toby Young, despite having a pretty sort of imp- impressive start i guess then proceeded to fail all but one of his own levels the one he didn't fail i'm pretty sure is english literature um would anybody like to guess where someone who failed all of their a levels bar one went to university obviously it's oxbridge (laughs) it's yes it's oxford um he didn't get in to oxford and then his dad rang up the school. <laughs> but yeah, they, they made him an offer, which was three Bs and an O-level pass in a foreign language, and he had two Bs and a C and a pass in English Jeez. literature. Fucking... <laughs> oh, could you imagine someone getting into... Um, like Actually getting into Oxford or Cambridge today with, like, three Bs? I'm sure that Mad. happens all the time. Uh, I mean, well, I, 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 mean, I suppose in a, in a purely a meritocratic sense. Yeah. No, that would be very hard because we are all supposed to, we are all individually judged on, you know, on neoliberal well, little selves. As everyone knows, peak meritocracy is getting your dad to ring up and, and let you in. <laughs> well, you see, my dad is very smart. Therefore, so am I. Well, look, oh, we're getting to that as well. <laughs> I worked very, <laughs> I worked very hard to be born into this family, so I don't want to hear anything about it. Anyway, apparently he got a first doing PPE at Oxford. You mean the imaginary <laughs> subject, and he was really good at it. Yeah. PPE, PPE just feels like this black box where uh, you know, you know, uh, eaten, eaten weirdos just disappear into it and then come out all of them to a man all of them wearing bow ties it's it's the uh it's the majestic 12 train, training camp when i was in university i had someone in some of my classes who was doing a ppe degree and he's the only ppe person i've ever actually met and had a massive fuck off stick on his laptop that said fuck the tories <laughs> hmm. but I, I guess that's not representative of the subject in general well, I mean, the the um, the idea of fuck the Tories isn't necessarily a left wing one, because uh, you know you've got <laughs> shitheads like Luke Akers going, uh, oh well, we should be fighting the Tories rather than fighting amongst ourselves, and you know, as we know, he's a right wing piece of shit. 
So, well, if I can't tell the difference between them, what does it matter if it wears a blue rosette or not? Well, yeah, I mean, there is a clearly a fundamental misunderstanding of what uh, ideology is, and the idea that uh, just because you're a centrist, you do you're not exempt from having an ideology somehow. I mean, without wanting to cast aspersions on whatever prick you knew at university, it fits entirely <laughs> with the um, the concept of like PPE wanker for me to to have a fuck the Tory sticker on your your laptop, get all that like edgy rebellion out of your system before you go and get a job at like the Ministry of like genocide or before you, like yeah that. before you come uh, <laughs> before you become a a junior spad at the Rand Institute for I don't know child molestation or something. <laughs> I did wear an awful lot of knitted sweaters. <laughs> but again, that could go yeah. either way. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to need more specifics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should um, we get back to phrenologist uh, Heston Blumenthal? <laughs> <laughs> He's, so, I've got my, so I've got my thesaurus open, but also Google image search. <laughs> um, right, after doing whatever the fuck he did at Oxford, um, started a magazine called Modern Review, which he edited. Um, that's that's a very... Uh, I, I wouldn't trust that name. <laughs> to be fair, from everything that I could find, um, is, is a magazine that reviewed sort of popular culture and art and whatever. And it was... Was it, very, was it the drugstore culture of its time? <laughs> what would have been much funnier there is if you said... If you'd said it was a magazine that reviewed moderns. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it only reviewed mods. It was... Uh... <laughs> it only, only reviewed people on Twitter that uh, get angry and ask for the manager. Jeff <laughs> um, <Just> Phillips review. <laughs> just a magazine that reviews the same thing over and over again. I don't know, just to find that, find that idea very appealing. <laughs> no, that would be postmodern review, where they do a new <laughs> review of the last week's review every week. <laughs> anyway, modern review, magazine, was it good? A magazine, a magazine called Postmodern Review would be very on brand for the right-wing grift types. It's just, you know, 300 pages of screaming about cultural Marxism every month. We've already got the spectator. <laughs> and who edits the spectator, David? <laughs> why? Do, why does this last page just have the word Juden Bolshevismus" written in this weird script over and over? Oh, it's weird. Must, must not call that in the edit. It's one of Toby Young's deleted tweets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Toby, Toby Young moving over to his separate Prussian keyboards. He's got his pickle helm on. And... <laughs> Toby Young's deleted tweets are like a, a lost masterpiece, really, aren't they? Uh, if yeah. I have found a few, they're quite. They're oh boy, <laughs> they're pretty spicy. Yeah. All right. Um, so where 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 does the modern Prometheus take us to now? So he he was he edited modern review, um, fell out with the other editor. No, moved to New York for a couple as of years. We, as to you work. do, 
on, I'm pretty sure it's Vanity Fair, but I can't be bothered looking it up again because I've been uh, immersed yeah, in Toby Young sure. for two weeks now. <laughs> you've, you've, you've become fully immersed in Toby Young lore. I've started losing my hair. It's not funny. <laughs> and I can't tell if it's the stress or if I'm slowly morphing. <laughs> but uh, I can tell I can tell you from the um, ten minutes of research I did earlier that yes, he did he did rev- he did uh, edit Vanity Fair. He did work uh, Vanity Fair, yeah. And Mate. I think he also did some some Spectator while he was over there or something as well. Probably. Um. Anyway, he got paid. What he disgrace. was. He, <laughs> I mean, generally, yes, but specifically, he only during his time at Vanity Fair, he only published like three thousand words. So, in how long was he there for? Like a year a, or a more? couple of couple years? years? <laughs> what the oh shit! Man. I wish I wish I could get away with being paid like something. I write like three thousand words of drivel a week. Pay me, Vanity Fair. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but. <clears throat> but but you're not you're not the Michael Stipe of biological determinism. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but so he he contributed about three thousand words, but was paid eighty-five grand. So he got paid almost thirty dollars per word. Jesus what? Christ. But but <laughs> what? Imagine yeah. if I could turn my tweets to gold. If but I only... like, I mean, if 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 in the meritocratic world, right? If if he's only judged on its, were these like the most amazing three thousand words anybody has ever seen? Like, I didn't even like, bother I mean, finding the stuff you wrote. I just assumed it was crap. Yeah, I'm gonna go out and let me see. No. <laughs> um, and then so and then the period. He came back from New York to the UK um, and wrote a book about his time in New York called (laughs) How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. Yeah, which is the which is the the funny pun on um, how to make friends and influence people. Ha ha. Yeah. Which is if if you're a management cunt, you'll know what that is, because that's like a book on how to be a weasel and and get everybody to love you. Yes. the, the the great thing is is that he wrote four other books as well apparently oh is this of, part of a series well uh, there is there is like a sequel and oh, then, oh the sequel is about how he, the time he spent writing the first book it's not it's not a, oh. a direct sequel it, it's called the sound of no hands clapping <laughs> what jeez Mm-hmm. How you know? Okay, no, we're still uh, we're still buying the fiction of meritocracy, right? Because you you have to be a, a great writer and and recognized by your peers to just come up with that drivel, and it must it just must have been sparkling. The Is other, I'm just gonna go run through the other books real quick that he's written because you're all gonna love the headlines anyway. Um, one is called "What Every Parent Needs to Know." <laughs> but if you give birth to Toby Young. Are you a failed as a parent? What every parent needs to know, the only reason they're safe is because my wife holds me back. Um, there's also... Um, my struggle. <laughs> How to set up a free school. Of course. It's just... <laughs> That's such and... a... Oh my god. 
<laughs> and leading directly from that, Prisoners of the Blob, why most education experts are wrong about nearly everything. <laughs> That's obviously him writing that as a published education expert, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a self-critical book where he takes a deep, hard look at the failures that were made while he was in charge of uh, the, uh, what was it, yeah. the student West, something what, or other? No. Office for it, Students. It, it's where the teachers of his free school stood around uh, stood around him in a circle and hid him with shoes while berating him over his floors, and they made that into a book. It's very good. He, was, he was never actually on the board of the Office for Students. Oh yeah, he he got kicked off before he actually got a po- properly appointed, didn't he? But yeah. I, I just want to say that um, th- that that book is in the same sort of um, milieu as uh, that other uh, other book that was written is uh, how to win a marginal, and then they lost, uh, they won their seat, uh, it being a marginal, and then immediately uh, in the next election election lost it again. <laughs> 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 Fantastic! Oh, we love to see it. And one of the books, How to Lose Friends and Alien People, had a movie made about it. Yes. And I'm sure that was excellent. I watched it. I feel like I should have watched it for the for the pod, but I'm just <coughs> gonna have to get all of the uh all of the important plot points from you, Ben. Well, here here's the thing. So I was I, I started doing research in this episode about two weeks ago and went, Oh fuck, I'm gonna have to read one of his books, aren't I? I'm not gonna give this money and this fucker any money. And then went, Oh, there's a movie. Excellent, this is just like high school. <laughs> and then as you kind of look into it you look at the movie and you go oh it has it has Simon Pegg in and Kirsten Dunst and Jeff Bridges and Megan Fox wow okay and that sounds wow. like that sounds like an okay movie as an aside but, I do like your strategy of um, you know just watching the film rather than reading the book in school I imagine you, did, you, you got like fairly chewed out in English literature GCSE for writing about how cool the guns were in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's you know, but that's why he went to Oxford afterwards. Let me be clear: I did not go to Oxford, <laughs> nor did I go to high school in the UK. So, no, well, I mean your dad wasn't important enough, was he? No, well, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> Just in general for the podcast, not about that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to all to all of the dads of the people on the podcast today, we're sorry. <laughs> no, not my dad, he can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the movie is like incredibly standard early 2000s rom-com um, where Simon Pegg is Toby Young um, Kirsten Dunst is his love interest who works at the magazine. It, fo- it sort of follows the beats of his life, but obviously all the specifics are very different. Um, <laughs> so he, Simon Pegg works at some new magazine in London and gets hired by a big shot magazine in New York and so moves there. Jeff Bridges is the editor and Megan Fox is a young Hollywood actress who he tries to bang. Um <laughs> Is this just a fucking um, literally a, sounds like a, some a deviant art story or something <laughs> that someone's written about uh, how they how they're gonna go and fuck Megan Fox? I mean, it's Toby Young's life is, is, the, is the character in the how movie, to get with Megan Fox? Step one: dress up like Toby Young. Is the uh, is the character in the movie actually named after him, or have they called it like Yobi Tongue or something? Like that? <laughs> no, it's it's. Something young, but not Toby. 
Bobby. I forget what the first name. No, it's just, this doesn't rhyme. It's not that clever. It's Sydney. It's Sydney Young. Yes, it's Sydney Young. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, the movie is it, on its own merits is like a passable can six I, can out I of ask ten. Because you, 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 because you watched it. Can I ask you a question? Because uh, I'm just reading the Wikipedia summary, mm-hmm. um, and there's a line in it which I find very confusing and also not very um, sort of. Well, maybe you should have watched inspiring. the fucking film. Then. <laughs> like the, level, the difference in the levels of preparedness we've done here is just staggering uh, I'm going to read a line I just want to know what the fuck's going on uh, at a bar Sydney meets a girl and brings her home but she turns out to be transgender mm-hmm. yep. oh my god did he actually do a, a fucking switcheroo on that bit in his life that when is, he pretended yeah, to be a lesbian just, to try and get a woman just, to come home with him what a fucking no! It's just cunt. the 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 whole movie's fine except that bit, which is like incredibly transphobic. Oh well, I mean it was the two thousands. Everyone everyone was doing it. Uh, also, still kind of do it. It's twenty tens and twenty twenties. Uh, oh, oh dear. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. You say everyone was doing it, but Toby Young literally like was doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that is uh, just. Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, like. I mean, that's probably because the movie is based on his experiences in New York. It's based on his book, which is based on his experiences in New York. So realistically, it's probably based off the time that he. Tried to yeah that he pretended dress up to as be a, woman a lesbian. And pick up lesbians. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, it's not like I had a, a vast well of respect for the man before I learned this. Like, but what an absolute fucking cock end! So I mean, so there's sort of two scenarios that uh, could have actually happened in real life, which is that he either actually dressed up as a woman and uh, pulling lesbians, or he did the even worse thing, which is you know. Um, pulling trans women and then being a shit so it's not a great great selection to be honest well no I mean it was the first one though wasn't it he, he, he wrote an article about he it he wrote an article about no, how uh, yeah, he did what, that <laughs> what I mean is like he's it's been fictionalised to be somehow even worse yeah one of the best things about this entire episode is that if any of this sounds dubious at all, simply check the back catalogue of things written by Toby Young, because everything we talk mm. about here is self-admitted. Yeah. Which is great for our sort of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is this entire episode is a forensic analysis of the world's longest cell phone. <laughs> I mean, I like that you said sort of lawyers there. Well, I mean, it is just David sitting there in his pants, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already stripped them off for the sweat, mate. <laughs> um, I I do all my talking about Toby Young in the nude. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> free schools, free podcasts. Fuck y'all. So the, the, movies, mean- the movies, other than the blatant transphobia, the movie's generally fine, except... And Simon Pegg does a really good job of being an unlikable piece of shit. It's like just what I would imagine Toby Young is like in, like in real life. Well, I would assume he met him to do research for the role. <laughs> Poor fucker. <laughs> a fate worse than death. Spending a few days with Toby Young so you can be him better. This is like, this is a fucking Lovecraft story where, you know, you start playing Toby Young and, you know, you look in the mirror and all of a sudden, he, like, your, your hair Michael is Chiklis. falling out. And, and, <laughs> 
Please don't 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 yeah, dox no, me. No, no, no. But like, you become him. You know, by by gazing at him, you become him. It's 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 what's happening to Ben right now. Uh, Simon, so we, Simon uh, Pegg going full method and insisting on drop kicking a puppy before every take. <laughs> ah, well, interesting. You bring that up. <laughs> God. Oh God, where are we going with this? So, the, so the, Kirsten Dunst is a lot of interest in the movie, and she's she works in the same sort of magazine, and he's a massive dickhead to her, and. There's no reason for her to like keep talking to him at all. And she's, the character's kind of standoffish, blah blah. blah. Anyway, um, at some point in the movie, spoilers ahead, by the way, um, the Sidney Young, the character, kills Megan Fox's dog. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, sure. Um, Let's go with that. And his Kirsten Dunst helps him sort of hide it for no reason because she doesn't even like him at this point. <laughs> but, but because it's a rom com, she helps him. And they sort of keep spending time together, and she has like an abusive boyfriend. So, like. so wait, is is um is covering up for a dog murder? Is that is that under the rom or the com part? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be the com. Okay, bold, um, a bold but, choice, but let, let's roll with the it. The question is, did the dog die in uh, what was in the movie considered a funny way, or is yes. it, or was it? Oh Christ's sake! Yes, it did. It was a, it was very elaborate. It was about to jump out the window, but then didn't. And a giant fucking vase fell on it. So I, I, I'm just gonna like. Okay. Th- this book was based on his time. So did Toby Young kill a dog? Questions that we need answers to, people. I mean, Someone tweet at him. I was just about to say, do you want, do you want me to jump on Twitter and ask him? <laughs> anyway, the, I do like the, 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 I do the, like though the dog was attempting suicide, at, like because it was in the same room as him. <laughs> Yeah, they were the only two people in the room at that point. <laughs> the whole point of this is that even when you're acting Toby Young, like dogs just bark at you. In fairness, in fairness, that man is the loudest fucking dog whistle that we have in this country. It's no wonder the dog was trying to kill itself. <laughs> but the whole point of this is that, you know, she helps him cover up this fucking dog murder and she has no reason to like him whatsoever, but it's wrong, so she has to. And I'm sure this is—I'm sure this is unintentional. But the part in the movie where she sort of changes her mind about him is when he brings her home from a party where she breaks up, broke up with her boyfriend. She got real drunk and is like a nice gentleman. But also the next morning, his dad is in the apartment, and came to visit him. So she only like starts liking him. After meeting his dad and no and noticing that his dad is very famous, <laughs> can you? Oh well, his dad's clearly out of my league. But maybe if I bang him, <laughs> <laughs> like the character does, it's like, oh my god, Lord Young. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! Wait, so so does she just know who his dad yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately without being prompted? Yeah. <laughs> she, he, he introduces himself and then he and then she goes something like you didn't tell me your dad was bored young <laughs> just the most contrived like logic that oh, uh, so this is an American woman who knows what Brit- who, who a particular in, British the, the lord yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just oh it's, I'll tell you what that man knows how to write a book <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, shall we move on where he where where he darkens our shores? You know, on a right. Ship. So he comes yeah. back in a coffin on a ship filled with the drained blood of sailors. Um, sure, <laughs> it's actually soil from his native land. 
just so when I drew was our Dracula analogies. Damn. Yeah, let's, let's not let's not start doing the rent tool material. <laughs> Comes back to the UK, tries to start a free school. This is I always wondered about this. Like, why? Like, what? You know, like because, I mean, because uh, like, look, like look, I've okay, moved to so, other countries, and like my impulse on coming back was not, hmm, I'm going to start a school. You wouldn't have the impulse to immediately start a free school, but you're not social Darwinist Billy Corgan, so. <laughs> <laughs> What I was going to say was, the thing about Toby Young is that his whole fucking life, he's been a fucking grifter. That is all he's ever done, which is, you know, like, you know, just throws uh, the whole meritocracy thing into very stark contrast, which, you know, come on to later. But everything that he's done has been because it's low effort for high reward writing 3000 words for an 85000 was it dollars or pounds dollars yeah 85000 dollar a year salary like what the fuck that is not that's not a job <laughs> it is 100% grift just taking rich people for ridiculous amounts of money and then just you know when everything falls to shit behind you or you do literally zero work you just scoot along to the next thing which you think we'd be okay with yeah but <laughs> but it's so young so we're not because my, my theory my theory about the the free school thing is so the free school opened in 2011 um 2010 obviously we had the Tories and I believe they passed some laws. I don't know if it's that time frame, but they passed laws to make it easier to open free schools and all that junk, right? When Gove was education secretary. And this uh, yes. would have been around that time. Michael Gove, famously good at being uh, in charge of education. And the, the school he opened, the West London Free School, was the first free school of its type in England to sign a funding agreement with the Secretary of State for Education. Well, yeah, I mean, because oh Michael Gove, before he became the the world, like the country's most qualified education secretary, he wrote about wrote for the Times, didn't he? So obviously, yeah, like, yeah, you know, he's mates with Toby Young, and if his if he's got the job now where he can just change the laws to get his mate like a, a decent grift, why would he not do that? Don't forget about the introduction to the Bible. <laughs> well, Michael Gove used to write for a newspaper, so obviously he knows how to. Uh, legislate for education and Toby Young used to write for a magazine uh, so he obviously knows how to run a school I mean well, it makes perfect sense yeah but that's the, I mean, that's, the both... core, that's the core principle of a meritocracy is that having strong opinions on something is like more meritocratous than actually knowing anything about that subject well I mean yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, you could go to university and you could learn everything there is to know about education but but also, have you considered fucking off Poindexter? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing things, that's for fucking nerds. Now, now for me to open my school. Yeah, well, that's knowing things is for nerds, but like, you know, being the son of a lord, that's, that's real merit. That's hard work. <laughs> as far as I could tell from my Toby Young research, um, mm. he was involved with a charity called the New Schools Network which helps um, support groups that are opening free schools. Um, now, while he was there... Which which helps Prince Andrew find out then his next date. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so he was there. He apparently got paid around 150 grand, uh, where the standard for that sort of job is like 90 to 100, which is far too much anyway, but he got paid, you know, 150. Um, and then he resigned. And when he resigned from there, he got another 55 grand payoff. Oh, <laughs> they probably paid him that stupid amount of money because if he really is or was tight with Michael Gove, then they could make that kind of money back easy. You know, that's just the, the pay for access thing. Yeah. I mean, probably, uh, but also he, some, he somehow f- fucking stumbles into these jobs. Somehow. I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's the exact same thing as him getting into university. It's fucking... Uh, maybe his dad didn't literally make a phone call in this case, but uh, it's, it's it's just like, you know, you, you uh, want to... Oh, Toby Young's saying, oh, you should hire me for this job. And they think, well, Toby Young's dad is a lord. It's like that's it, and and job done. You know, merit. Yep, merit. That's it. Um, as we as we all know, merit is assigned to you at birth. <laughs> I mean, according if you if you believe Toby Young, then it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's perfectly logically consistent. Anyway, he failed at that, um, and then went on to be appointed to the board for the Office of Students, I think it was called, which was supposed mm-hmm. to be a regulatory body for universities in England. Um, yeah, as soon as that was announced, He was the great white hope for finally ending the tyranny of political correctness on campuses, as I recall. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, oh, yes, of course. Fucking this idea that, um, you know, wokeness is being indoctrinated into people at university as if... Uh, when you, as if when you p- apply critical thinking to anything, you suddenly become ultra. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you think critical critical thinking is his kryptonite, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me give you a quote that is relevant. A Toby Young quote. Oh, hit me, baby. Inclusive. Toby Young quote. Inclusive. It's one of those ghastly politically correct words that have survived the demise of new labor. Schools have to be inclusive these days. That means wheelchair ramps, the complete works of Alice Walker and the school library, though no Mark Twain, and a special needs special education needs department that can cope with everything from dyslexia to Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. It's just just fucking... It's caliper time again, because what you're saying is, like, if you're not, you know, if if you need a wheelchair or if you do prefer Alice Walker, who, by the way, you know, Mark Twain, fuck that guy's shit writer. um, It's just like, if you don't meet those standards, then, you know, you will just be sent to the special re-education Toby Young camp where, you know, nobody's ever heard from again. Now that everybody's sufficiently mad, I will finish the quote. (laughs) <laughs> oh you're not fucking done god damn it if, if Gove the then education secretary is serious about wanting to bring back O levels the government will have to repeal the Equalities Act because oh any exam god. that isn't accessible to a functionally illiterate troglodyte with a mental age of six will be judged to be elitist and therefore forbidden by Harmon's law is Toby Young worried that he's going to need to reset his O levels <laughs> See, like the thing, the the thing that really, really strikes me about that kind of thing is that, in order to, you know, actually create a better society, you know, one that actually improves things for anyone, you need to be able to 
take the works of um, you know you know everyone from every stretch of society. So whether it's uh, women or uh, travelers or trans people, you know these are all perspectives that you need to be able to take into account in order to make anything better. But no, because I'm right wing i want everything to be terrible for everyone forever and any attempts at improving anything for anyone is clearly some marxist plot to overthrow <laughs> the government kill the queen and install jeremy corbyn's cat in, as prime minister <laughs> hail satan <laughs> but also this is also this astounding thing to me is just this is extremely of this type of extreme people who really did get there on their merit and 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 sort of middle-aged white guys it's this sort of panic defense of canon and what came before this is you remember Gove's reforms when he said well everybody should learn about i don't know uh, uh shakespeare the gr- the good of empire and and read <laughs> i don't know uh uh you know the great gatsby it's just like the we must obey the classics and anything that is not that that is in the prescribed order is okay but is not just wrong it's wicked the thing is like he specifically calls out mark twain as being excluded there and i can pretty i can say with like pretty fucking high levels of certainty exactly which part of mark twain he thinks is culturally important <laughs> yeah, it's bad. The thing is, here's the fucking thing, though. Toby Young fucking failed his O levels. Yeah, but I mean, you're looking yeah, at. But he you're succeeded at, on his merit. You look, yeah, you're looking at meritocracy the wrong way. They, like, you know what I mean? Like all these fucking like rich twats just they see meritocracy like as, as you know being born into the right family. Well, having the right uh, it's opinions the... it's not to do it's nothing to do with your actual capabilities or lack thereof it's just were, were you born into the right family and do you say the right things at dinner parties that's that's meritous that's the quiet it's... part though the bit you actually say loud is that meritocracy does work and if you just work hard enough all this can be yours too they just don't mention it's... the reasons that it fucking can't yeah, yeah well, that, I mean um... it's because they're, they're completely incapable of taking uh, taking account of you know, structural structural problems in any way whatsoever, it, as as though um, you know this idea that because uh, slavery has been abolished, therefore black people <clears throat> wherever they are in the world have the exact same opportunities as white people. Never mind that you have to actually understand the history of why uh, things are unequal in order to be able to actually do anything yeah, about in the, it in the world of toby young like that's why you keep the books that explain to you why things are the way they are out of the canon and out of the libraries and also i think this is for me this is really important i think people like toby young i'm sure that he believes that he got there on his own merit right I think well, a lot of do. they do. all do it's like all it's really difficult to accept actually no i am actually the product of huge structural um, advantages that are afforded to very few people and i you know and and i'm actually my achievements are not as good as i thought they were and like who who's going to sign up to that you know yeah i mean the thing with the thing with toby young is i don't even like he's the dumbest motherfucker in the country and i i don't even think he got there on his own merits either like i wouldn't be surprised to find out that he's the he didn't get to the dumbest like position of dumbest motherfucker by just you know putting in the hours of being dumb but he actually pulled an enchanted fork from an electrical socket or something like that I mean, oh. this, this is... Excalibur. 
That's the most Radio 4 joke we're going to do today. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the episode title. Yeah, it fucking is. Excalibur right is absolutely the episode title well done. Uh, all right, see you, everybody. Good night. I mean, this is something that's sort of, you know... Toby Young, he's, he's gone to this point where he's... I don't know if he genuinely believes all the horrible shit that he says or if he's at the sort of Pierce Morgan horizon where he just says shit he know will get people riled up because that's how he makes money I don't think he's smart enough to do that no I think he is I think he is I think I think he he only you know what I mean he'll occasionally do some like heinous fucking bullshit like you know Prince Andrew should be allowed to nonce on kids and, and if he if he does nonce on kids it's clearly like you know his wife's, his wife's fault. fault yeah for not for not <laughs> standing up. behind him and telling him not to um you know you do that sort of stuff because he knows it's gonna like earn him some i can imagine like fergie with a rolled up newspaper hitting prince andrew on the snout it's just like oh no nonsense yeah <laughs> bottle of water and yell just... i mean he, he does he does occasionally like do an outrage but as long as you know when he's in his natural state he's content to just sort of coast along not do anything except sexually harassing people on Twitter. I mean, he does also sexually harass people in life. Like, as someone who spends far, far too much time for a healthy mind reading bits of the Spectator for this fucking podcast, <laughs> he has two kinds of article that he publishes. He either has the here's a little outrage piece that's going to get the clicks, or extreme divorce dad energy. Just an endless cycle of like, here's why I mean, we should, here's why we should be genuinely concerned about the Great Replacement, and then like you know, an, an, a follow up article of why is everyone yelling at me? I'm doing my best. <laughs> well, wrote an yeah, article. And, and everybody you, you, who's yelling at me is a is a snowflake and a and a cuck, which is the other thing. But I think what? this is also like it's. I think this is also part of a structural shift because of the way that like newspapers essentially don't make any fucking money anymore. So they've replaced a lot of their journalism and their professional output with just takes and like well, what and takes a shit i mean god knows we do enough of them on this show but like the if you can generate you know if you can create cheap shit articles from cunts like toby young but then you just and they're really controversial you'll get a lot of click-throughs and that you can sell to the ad people so there's like a, an economic incentive for toby young's well we we we, we know that uh, modern journalism is uh, more about wielding political influence than anything else. I mean, the la- the the reason why newspapers and media is, is as a as a rule a lot they are now is because uh, the you know the unions were smashed by Thatcher and uh, Murdoch. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I suppose it's just the natural end state of uh, completely. Uh, un- you know, com- just completely undemocratic, hyper capital, ha- uh media organisations that are only useful, not obviously not as a uh, a means of making money anymore, but as like I say, wielding political influence. And uh, you, I mean, Toby Young kind of makes sense that you would have fucking uh, shock jock, bollock headed. No, but yeah, wits but... like him who just try and test the boundaries of what's acceptable, and obviously, 
um, advocating fucking uh, eugenics at every opportunity. Uh, <laughs> behind but, closed doors, I should probably add. But it's, but uh, it's more not than just... It's, it's, it's not... Like, I think that's part of the explanation, but I think the other part of it, which coincides with yours, is the economic one, is that essentially the internet made the news free. So, you know, everybody, especially in the age of Twitter, there's nothing better than hot takes from Toby Young because you can be guaranteed you know attention and 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 therefore ad money it's it's just an economic simple thing and like what gets you more takes like an, a really well written piece written by like um aditya Chakraborty or something or gary young or uh does it what gets you more more quick attention is it you know piers morgan and toby and and toby young and i know which one of the two it is i mean the so we don't talk about the weather um, did a, a, an episode about Toby Young, and their sort of focus was um, what kind of society produces a Toby Young? A broken one. Yes, but I listened to this about two, but I just started the research about two weeks ago, and the main thrust of it, if I'm remembering this correctly, is that it's the society that prioritizes the sort of middle managerial class where you don't have to have any actual expertise you just have to appear like you have expertise and then you write about it and you start a school and you're put on this board and you're sort of a journalist and you know and this is also sort of fucking what Boris did despite you know lying off his tits at every fucking opportunity and wasting like 40 million dollars on not building a bridge because it doesn't matter if you have any actual skills all that matters is you're a part of that sort of class, you know, that you know the right people, that you're in it, that you appear to be, not even that you appear to be competent, but that you are on, your name is associated with things that are mildly competent. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like we've got an entrenched elite that uh, propagates its own class interests against the interests of everything else, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Um, and it's self-propagating. It's always going to... Uh, uh, and Cribbing from uh, an, another podcast, uh, Riley, on Tra- Riley from Trash Future talks about how um, capital is self-organizing. It um, doesn't require um, the kind of organization that the working class does in order to push back against this kind of shit because it's just under its own terms is automatically going to do that yeah it's self it's self reinforcing you know yeah and it's also and it's socially reinforcing as well i mean toby young had a a, a relatively famous well-connected father so he was undoubtedly you know when he was young he was introduced to his dad's mates and you know his dad's mates probably later on in life maybe not directly helped him out but like you know his dad was probably friends with other people and he went to oxford where he met you know people like him and then it's this social thing as well where oh you know we need someone to run a free school or uh you know we have a position open on our uh on on the spectator oh i know a friend of mine from uni why don't i pass him your cv whereas the rest of us are trying to send our cv through the front door these guys stick it in the in-tray in person and that just gives you a much higher chance oh, yeah. of being hired. I mean, that's how I'm... I got my first job, but that was in a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. No, it I, is I, how I, I got I've, my first job. God knows. I've got I've gotten two jobs by knowing the guy. It's ridiculous. Like, it's... Uh, I, but it's just the way it is... Uh, the way our entire society has been organised for hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, yeah. 
I mean, it, it you know, it's one of the things that always people bleed on about when they talk about fake news on Facebook and that kind of stuff. It's just like, who are you more likely to trust? The CV that's been handed into you through the click portal of whatever fucking uh, website your company uses, or is it the, you know somebody, your co-director or somebody in the HR division that says, "I know this person. It's a good person. You should have a chat with him." And like, I don't know. I don't think you will ever stop that. I think, yeah, I mean, the the whole idea of um, meritocracy as a concept in and of itself, um, it's kind of belied, especially in, like even just in the UK uh, yeah. and also the world, uh, well, less so in America, but just because of the fact, you know, we have massive impressions uh, on people purely on a class basis entirely because of their accent. Yeah. And so, as soon as you open your mouth, as soon before anything's been said, they know exactly where you know very strong allusions to what your station is, whether it's a job interview or if you're you know already in a job and having a meeting with someone. It is something that just transcends any sort of actual qualifications that you have. So, if you're a white Southern person, you are by dint of your accent and by dint of the colour of your skin, going to have just that ineffable thing on top of someone who isn't those things. One might say you're more electable. <laughs> <laughs> but then I do think in terms of the meritocracy, I think in, in its sort of abstract, near like sort of pure form, the idea is like, you know, it... it it says we are all equal, equal, which is floor one, because obviously we're not. But, you know, is that everybody rises and falls on what they, they themselves do without external inf influences. And I think at sort of the bare level, if you say to people, well, you know, meritocracy is about if you work hard, you get ahead. And that's such a weird ingrained thing. Like at its base level, it's almost impossible to disagree with it. Apart from when you just look at it for more than two fucking seconds and you see it's horseshit. But that's, that's yeah. the right-wing talking point, isn't it? The whole point of right-wing talking points is that something uh. sounds reasonable on the surface. You go, yeah, everybody should have the same opportunities and then yeah. you rise or fall based on your own merits. And nobody's going to nobody's gonna say, no, that's a stupid idea. Unless you look at it for more than two seconds and go, hold on, but people have incredibly different circumstances, so how could you possibly compare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, let's just take that to its logical extreme uh, for a moment. So, say you have someone that is immensely qualified, uh, immensely intelligent, uh, extremely skilled and adept and smart, and uh, as a result, they are able to get a job, which means they don't starve to death. So, at the other end of the spectrum, you have someone that isn't those things. Someone who's completely unqualified, um, uh, by all accounts, incompetent. Does that therefore mean? That they, they should be to able die. to exactly, because it, it, it is social Darwinism. In sort of the Brendan O'Neill libertarian world, I think that is the logical end conclusion. That yes, you do deserve to die on the street if you're not, you know, uh, uh, a clever, resourceful individual that is making rational choices in the marketplace. So should we drag this back to the uh, Steve McFadden of congenital intellect? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, drag away, go. Right, so I mean, we we briefly alluded to his um his tweet about Prince Andrew just needs like his wife standing telling him not to nonce. 
which <laughs> included the, the classic follow-up where someone asked him if, like, so what you're saying is that if it wasn't for your wife, you'd be nonsense 24-7, and he went, yes. <laughs> Let's be fair. Let's be fair. And for fucking legal reasons, he, it wasn't nonsense specifically mentioned in the tweet that challenged them, but it was very much a veiled thing where nonsense was implied because it was about Prince Andrew. <laughs> Who, as we all know, is a... <laughs> allegedly allegedly I love I love how when we're talking about Toby going it's oh we need to be careful and for legal reasons allegedly and then just Jamie goes yeah and Prince Andrew's a silence nobody gives a shit <laughs> there's no point because if I, if I feed Jamie just now it'll just keep going if I just edit it out later it's fine <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, anyway, uh, so there was that, but then there's also um, his deleted like million tweets that we, we almost mentioned earlier. Almost 50,000. Yeah. Jesus. We lost so many um, sort of incredible examples of just casual sexism and like, misogyny. Like tears in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> like tits in the rain. <laughs> so the, there was, um, there was the, the tweet about Claudia Winkleman's breasts not being big enough. Yep. Um, Damn. Uh, we've all got a few of them like it. You got to admit. It was, yeah. it was what what happened. I mean, to the Win- pod account is just full of tit measuring, essentially. I think I think the exact the exact words were what happened to Winkle Winkleman's breasts put on some weight, girly. Yep. Fucking hell. Um. There was the oh, the time. God. I think it was uh, Ed Miliband was given a speech in Parliament, mm-hmm. and Toby Young came on Twitter to try and crowdsource information about whose cleavage you could see behind Ed Miliband. Because mm-hmm. their head was Normal. obscured and he had to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems... Uh, what, what's weird about that? There was the time um, Danny Boyle was, I, I want to say, collecting an Oscar? Or some kind of award, anyway. A BAFTA, probably, I would have thought. Danny, well, hold on. Danny Boyle has an Oscar. Does he? I don't know. It's, it's what some I'm kind of film award. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> he was he was collecting like a, a fucking dusty bin trophy from three, two, one or something, and his <laughs> his uh, daughter was on stage with him, and Toby Young took to Twitter to he assumed it was Danny Boyle's wife was stood behind him, and so he took to Twitter to talk about how great her breasts were, and then a bunch of people had to point out it was actually. Danny Boyle's underage daughter that he was leching on in public. I'd like to explain my confusion. You said Danny Boyle, but my brain went Danny Dyer. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a huge fucking slam on Danny Boyle out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I mean, to be fair, if that's his daughter, you mug. We all we all secretly hope Danny Dyer will win an Oscar someday. I do. I mean, it would be fucking incredible, wouldn't it? I would, I would love to see that performance. I I'd love to see an acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if Danny Dyer does win an Oscar, that disproves the theory of this entire episode and that merit- meritocracy is real. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! It's real to me. <laughs> Danny Dyer did earn that Oscar. I mean, the thing that really fucking gets me about the whole sort of meritocracy bullshit is that you know merit sure but merit in what like yeah if you're saying people should advance in a specific industry based on their knowledge of the industry or sort of how competent they are at I don't know if you're a fucking blacksmith you should 
you know, you move forward based on your skills of, you know, how good a blacksmith you fucking are. But when you apply it to society as not at large, then, you know, you sort of go into, well, what's, what are societal merits? Is it making money? Because that's what it seems to imply currently. But, you know, I'd much rather people were sympathetic and kind and not Tories. Well, that's, I mean, that's uh, inherent to the neoliberalization of, um, you know, the, well, the world since the 1960s and 70s. Uh, because if if you just take this, uh, you know, the financialization of every of every every industry on the planet as a good thing, because your prime directive as a neoliberal is make money, then all these other things that you uh, as a society ascribe worth to, because they don't they don't make any money, they provide a service, they're now worthless because there's no there's no profit to be made. So the entirety of uh, what is meritocratic is, yeah, as as uh, as Ben says, is just it's flawed because what what is worth anything? What is the, what is the meaning of worth? Yeah, but do you think um, it, do you think it can work in a sort of limited sense in a you know non neoliberal non capitalist society like? Is it worth meritocracy? Is, is it worth you know just pursuing, for example, in the workplace? So my last job, not the one I'm doing now, one for this, um, you know, and I'm sure this happens in a lot of professions. Is you get promoted to sort of a managerial role based on how good mm-hmm. you are at doing the job, but that doesn't yeah. mean you're a good fucking manager. Yeah, yeah the yeah. well, it's it's the Peter a, I mean, principle. That's a... Isn't that what they call yeah. that? Yeah, the Peter principle. Oh, when you promote it to beyond your competence, basically. Yeah, and everybody yeah. will reach that point if you promote based on merit. Then everybody will be promoted until they're no longer competent. Well, it's the it's the it's it's the inherent flaw of a of the of a hierarchical society, isn't it? It's this idea that oh well, there has to be someone on top because if there's not someone on top, there will be well uh, anarchy. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, that's that's you know that's not to say that if you are promoted, you can't you know, learn new skills or, or, you know, discover you're good at, you know, managing stuff as well, you know, that that's fine. I mean, I, um, no, of course not. I think meritocracy is just largely worthless as a concept. I think, yeah, you know, it, mainly, sa- yeah. it sounds very reasonable. That, that's its main sort of strength to people is that it sounds very reasonable. It sounds very sort of, you know, sensible. You go, oh, well, yes, people who do well, the cream always rises. But really, it's just cover for cunts to ex- like to excuse why there's inequality. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? It's the same as like the just world theory where they say like, you know, oh, well, yeah, that guy's rich and he, like, Jeff Bezos has got like 11 billion million squillion dollars um, because, you know, he earned that money. Did he fuck us like? Do you know what I mean? That's that's the yeah. the value of meritocracy is just the people on top just point at everyone. Well, to its absurd go, extreme, you get into yeah, Jeff Bezos is worth every penny. Yeah, because- but I mean, it, it only it only really comes up when like people like that need to defend themselves against claims of inequality. They go, oh, well, it's a meritocracy. Yeah, yeah. No, anyone true. anyone could have started Amazon, and the thing <laughs> the thing that unites all these sort of entrepreneurs and big big brain business boys. Is you know the, you have all you have all, you always see all these things where the inspirational things like, oh this one thing that all like you know the, like the Apple fuckwit 
and like you know all these other guys they all do this <laughs> all these oh, swamp juice cleanse <laughs> yeah you know that sort of thing like you know Tony Stark and and um, Tim Cook <laughs> Tony Stark no 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 they no. all they Tony all do... Stark no no not Tony Stark because he inherited the company from his father no but no, they, they say people say oh they all do all these billionaires do this one thing yeah, that, yeah. that gives them like uh, an edge and it's it's never it's, it's psychopathy <laughs> well, yeah they do this one weird trick to make loads of money which is just massively yeah. exploit workers and uh, re- uh, rent seeking yeah I've never I've never seen I've never seen one of those articles where they go this one weird trick that entrepreneurs use to be successful in business I've never anyone seen anyone say seed money it's like the Elon Musk thing right where everybody's yeah. like oh he's a self-made genius blah blah it's oh, like yeah, no it's it- his parents fucking... stole an emerald mine from native communities in Southern Africa. Yeah, and then he got lucky. He hit hit it big by investing in PayPal. Like that's it. That's I mean, the story. The big, the 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 big horror of that um of the of the of describing Elon Musk as a self made genius for me is in the second half of that term, not the self made part. <laughs> Elon I mean, Musk te- is thicker than pig shit like did you see that thing where he was like um, oh I'm going to invent a flamethrower and I'm, uh, I'm going to make loads of money off of it because I'm so good at designing things it's like no my dude it's because you are Elon Musk and you can sell flamethrowers to some dipshit for $100,000 a piece mm. and Elon, yeah, Musk that's- weeb- Elon Musk weebs are some of the worst people in the universe indescribably oh bad I yeah. saw something the other day about Tesla and how it's worth like a, a, a ton of money, like a couple yeah, million, yeah, maybe yeah. even a trillion. And like the company's never been profitable. No, once. it was in the Guardian today. Like they're on track to become a 1.3 trillion uh, US dollar valuation. It's like but they, they've never made a profit. And their cars still catch on fire. Elon uh, Musk. I mean, this is this is the perfect example of what meritoc of why meritocracy is just fucking bullshit because uh it, even even on its own terms uh 1.3 trillion valuation doesn't I'm not making a profit <laughs> isn't the whole point of capitalism to well yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. in this strict strict sense it's to return value to shareholders but what what is the value what is the value like he's making cars but he's not even making a profit well, I mean it no, I mean the value is the is the the expectation of future value, which is electric car. You know, the gasoline car is going to die. People still like cars, therefore the electric car. What's the biggest, best known electric car company? Oh, I'll buy in now because you know when it when it does start, start turning a profit, and when everybody is forced to go electric, then it, you know they will have a giant market advantage. So it's essentially like a giant. It's a bet. It, well, yeah, it's, investing in Tesla is just a, a bet. It, it's two bets. It's the first, the real one is one day this thing's going to really kick take off, and the other is the short term bet is there's going to be another moron behind me who's willing to pay think, a couple cents. The thing more. is, the thing I, is, will will it re- really reduce emissions if we replace like you know petrol and diesel engines with cars that like just spontaneously combust and burn a bunch of rare earth metals? <laughs> Uh, oh hand, yeah, no, we, we could, love a lithium fire. <laughs> but this is the only way I think that we can to get back to Toby Young. That I think we can sort of square the circle is that if we can find a way to power modern life on hot takes, then Toby Young is going to be the highest priced commodity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got some stiff competition from little Brendan. Brendan O'Neill. Yeah, who I uh, saw so, again, on I t- mean, and I swear to God, I want to do a phrenology episode because I saw him again. 
uh, on a YouTube clip, and I just, I'm just his forehead. I just, I, I'm. I want, I want to get to know that forehead. <laughs> You're not supposed to join in on the measurements. <laughs> <laughs> Don't validate them. Uh, I mean, uh, it's. It seems to me that um, we've sort of come unstuck again uh, with this split between. Um, sort of the 70s and the birth of neoliberalism it's really a it's just i mean it's fucking broken everything really i mean if only history hadn't ended yeah yeah indeed. <laughs> it used to not be mass but now that it's sort of you know obfuscated with reasonable language like everybody should you know succeed according to their own merits it used to be we have money you don't go fuck yourself you will work for us until you die and so you had a very clear divide of you know who wants what and now it's all yeah, people will get promoted or, you know, yeah, advance. It, it's it's just it's all just rhetoric from like dickheads who should be guillotined, really. It's like the thing <laughs> where, where they say America, Yeah, but it's the rhetoric they employ to stop them from being guillotined. It's like it's like where they say, you know, noted real country America is a nation of temporarily <laughs> embarrassed millionaires because they they just thrive on the idea that if they just put in the effort and they're just like you know, are born to Work someone. Hard. If they're just born to someone who owns an emerald mine, they could one day like you know <laughs> invent a bunch of stupid shit that's never going to work. But like you know, have enough access to convince like city builders that they should pay for it anyway. You know, like the fucking the hyperloop and shit like that, where it's like. Oh, where he made a fucking tunnel with a car, with a single car can go through it. Yeah, Amazing. I mean, it's just basically invented a way to like just annihilate like populations really isn't it it's going to solve it's going to solve traffic and global warming by killing everyone i oh. love it i love it when tech nerds like silicon valley nerds invent stuff that we already have like i don't know if you saw the reusable <laughs> tissue paper it's like it's a handkerchief you invented the handkerchief oh. <laughs> did I elon mean, musk just... not reinvent the bus like a little way yeah, yeah, yeah. Foxy. Google yeah. also reinvented the bus at some point elon musk is like the overlapping bit in a venn diagram of Inherited wealth from colonialism and Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, that is that is so dead on the money. I don't even. I can't even. I can't top that. Should we move on to? Um, should we move on to the the comment or commentary diet substitute we've got this week? I would like to. Before we do that, I just want to run through some other Toby Young stuff. I fully support you running through Toby Young, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> running him through with Excalibur. Oh, Toby Young. Hey. Hey. All over, essentially. Toby Young um, had an interview where he said that teachers have it really easy, um, <laughs> which is not true. Um, and then opened his free school and then did a thing where he says, oh yeah, running a school is really hard. and know it was going to be this hard. Because he's <laughs> Damn. a fucking egg. Um, <laughs> attended but, a, the London Conference of on Intelligence in UCL, which is basically a eugenics conference. Um, cool. And when this came out, a journal called Intelligence, always a good sign, published a correspondence defending the conference um, that was authored by 15 of people who attended the conference. Um, the correspondence disputed that the London Conference on Intelligence was a eugenics conference, saying that among the 75 presentations given, 
there are over, given seventy five presentations over four years, only two have been on eugenics. Phew! <laughs> oh, well, well, just like you know, just plug it in my USB pen, and then it's like, oh shit! Oh no! It's not my pornography. How did this eugenics shit get here? <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, and, and to be fair to Toby Young, he said he was there for doing research for an article, which he did he did later write. But we all know why he was there because Toby Young wrote an article that say saying that when we can genetically engineer embryos, um, poor parents with low IQs should be able to decide intelligence is one of the reasons to keep the fetus or not keep the fetus. Now, I just want to say, this is a trademark of a stupid person, right? Thinking that intelligence has anything to do with your genetics whatsoever is... I mean, unless unless he means, um, you know, people with learning difficulties or learning disabilities, sorry. Uh, he is... I mean, he, he absolutely does mean that, but he does also believe that, like, you know, you can just look at, like, a, a DNA report and go, oh, yeah, this, person's come, this person has a, a tragic case of the not-whites. We should put them down for their own good. <laughs> Yeah, oh I mean, to, I mean to be fair, he's definitely thinking of IQ specifically, as far as I can tell, which has its own set of problems. But we'll, we'll drop that for now and move on to our game. Uh, if you can <laughs> call th- it a the game. thin, the thin gruel that consists comment and commentariat. Yeah, so I mean, we're not going to do normal comment or commentariat this week. What we're going to do is we're going to have a little game of young or not, right? I'm going to read you. <laughs> The title of an article, you need to tell me, is it Toby Young or is it not Toby Young? So, okay, sounds simple enough. I confess it all. I've been dodging tax since the age of eight. <sighs> I'm going to say not Toby Young. I'm going to say it is. I'm going to say it's not Toby Young. I'm also going to say no because I'm pretty sure it's one of the royals. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is Toby Young. Oh, fuck. Damn! He owes £26 to HMRC. Wow. Mm, but that's worth an article. Right. Is this, um, is this about some thing he wrote that got published when he was a kid or something? I don't know. I didn't read the full article. Wait, but is it, wait he, got, he got paid US dollar for 3,000 words, and now his rate's dropping to 26 quid for an article. Like Clearly, the market is no longer valuing Toby Young. If I only. think the market's valuing Toby Young exactly right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no one's inviting me to the parties anymore. It makes me mm. really sad. Right, next one. Prince Philip's as good in a car as I am in bed. Uh, I think that's... I feel like I've that's seen Toby that Toby Young. One. Yeah, I'm going to say like Toby that, Young. That's, that's got a real Toby Young feel to it. Mm. I'm going to say no, because I, I, I once, in one of the articles I read, he made fun of his own penis size, so I feel like he's not... <laughs> Um, that that's sort of more his thing rather than again, saying how good he is in bed again right wing outrage sad blog it's one of the two um, this mm. one is not Toby Young this is Giles Corrie yes oh, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, no yeah I remember that now yeah <laughs> I knew, I thought it was familiar you oh. right you'll regret not having a human rights act when Labour get back in I thought you were going for the SimCity advisor for a second <laughs> what that I'm sorry, say that again? That's broken my fucking brain. You'll regret not having a Human Rights Act when Labour get back in. I'm I'm struggling to wrap my brain around <laughs> you, you the, can't the sort of meritocracy. backwards... You regret this. The, 
the fucking backwards logic required to reach that conclusion like as a as a right wing shithead is that is that from the run up to last year's election where they like all the right wing pundits were like wanking themselves off on twitter about how gulag they were going to be <laughs> no no all right no i'm i'm going to say not toby young yeah, I feel like he'd never say that he wished uh, we had a human rights yeah, act. It doesn't sound very yeah. much like him. No, too. it doesn't sound Toby. Okay, that was Toby Young. And <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. 2014, shitting his pants over a potential Miliband government. Yeah. <laughs> God. Right, next Amazing. one. Katie Hopkins is vile, but she should not be banned. Too late. She already has been. Yeah, good job, Twitter. No, this isn't Toby Young. I, I, yeah, I'm going to say it's not because I don't think he would say because because I think he would want her to be banned so he's got less competition. <laughs> I just I don't think he I don't think he would like directly say someone was like shit. Not a white person anyway. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think... think he writes about people that aren't himself. Well, he, I think I can he's, see him. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You're right. I think I think there's that, and also I don't think he'd ever want to uh, invite the comparison between him and Katie Hopkins. So I'm going to say it's not Toby Young. He would say like he would happily say like you know uh, a a woman or uh, like a minority woman was vile, but he's not going to say that about a white person because he, like I think he, there's nothing he wants more than for like everyone he meets to like him. You know what I mean? Like he, he mm. wouldn't yeah, say, despite, he wouldn't despite say, nobody coming to his own stag do. You wouldn't say she was vile because then he might he might meet her at a dinner party somewhere and and have to apologise. The London Conference of Intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one was not Toby Young. That was Brendan yes. O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, that's that that adds up. Yeah. yeah, the intellectual dark web is more liberal than you'd think. I think yes, no. That is def- that's got to be Toby Young because yeah, the, the intellectual dark web is a stupid person's idea of something smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that's Toby Young because it- I think I read that for Common and Commentariat. Yeah, I'm going to go for Toby Young as well for this one. Yep. Okay, you're right. That one is Toby Young. Um, Hell yes. If Trump is Hitler, then Obama was Hitler too. <laughs> Hitler too. Hitler harder. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler of the early years. Hitler, Hitler Boogaloo. <laughs> um, that's, Adol- I'm going to say Hitler. that's Toby. That's that sort of stupid equivalence. I'm going to say that's no, Toby No, that's Young. Brendan O'Neill. I'm going to say it's not Toby Young. I think uh, the thing I enjoy about those kinds of comparisons is that when when you actually put it into perspective, like the fact that uh, Obama increased, you know, uh, did more drone bombings than any president before him, uh, and to the extent that he did do them. It does make you go, well, yeah, he's actually a very fucking murderous piece of shit, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, one more. They could be we heroes. Didn't tell, wait, we didn't, who's, who's Hitler? Oh, Who sorry. wrote Hitler? Who wrote Hitler? Who's, who's Hitler? I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that was Brendan O'Neill. Yes. <laughs> and finally, they could be heroes. Instead, these bankers are pariahs. <laughs> I, 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 I think that, I don't, I'm going to say it's not. Not Britain, not uh, Toby Young. It is Young. Britain, but... <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to say Toby Young. Why not? I'm going to say Toby Young on that, yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to say Toby Young. That was Polly Toynbee. Yes! <laughs> 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 Fuck me! Oh. oh, the poor bankers. And look at that. 
you got most of them wrong probably because I wasn't keeping score and it doesn't matter. I was week. keeping score. No, none of us, I, <laughs> you know, we, we are not succeeding on our merit. No, but this just goes back <laughs> to prove the that point. We are. This is all it's yeah, about. Whoever, it's just about hot takes. That's all it is. And that Polytoinby article was from 2009, by the way. Jesus. Oh, 2009? <laughs> yep. That's Dude, that, what the fuck? Yep. Did, Straight did after even, the banking crisis. What? Had we even invented Let's... journalism that far, that long ago? <laughs> how, much of a, how much of a fucking custard brain do you have to have to write that in 2009? <laughs> I, I, I genuinely... Former I genuinely, SDP candidate, Polly Toynbee. Genuinely don't remember 2009. It feels like there's been centuries between then yeah, and now. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, I think that's been... Uh, a powerful episode. I certainly feel a Definitely. lot richer. Um, yeah. You know, on, I think on behalf of everybody, thank you for sticking your head in the Toby Young oven for so long. <laughs> a very apt metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Boiling your brain in the Toby Young oven. <laughs> yeah, that's been fun. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for saving David this week, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, the comment or commentary out was bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been it's been uh, a lovely show. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, goodbye. Thanks, goodbye. guys. Cheers. See you later. Thanks Follow us listening. at Praxiscast. Bye. Bye.